kitten's paws, grandma's breaths. Good clapping. That was really good clapping. <laughs> <laughs> On this episode of Art of the Short, Jory and Bethers head into horror and dive deep into the supernatural depths of Spring Healed Jack. We'd like to remind you that all episodes of Art of the Short contain explicit content and a masterful amount of spoilers. If you'd like to read the story before entering, a free link is provided in the show notes. Or if you give no f**ks whatsoever, just keep listening. Art of the Short is an interactive literary art installation. We overextend our opinions on short stories and make art of our interpretations. Like, Bethers will some by stapling around a keeping it fully erect in all its glory. Stuff like that. Join in the conversation and send us your artwork to add to the gallery at artoftheshort.com and follow the installation on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Art of the Short to see what others think of this short story through their art. Hey, Bethany. Oh, hi. <laughs> you startled me. <laughs> Didn't see you there. <laughs> hey. Oh, hi. Um, how are you doing? I am pretty well. How are you feeling about your art? Mm, my art. <laughs> how to describe it is... Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to describe <laughs> it. It's relevant. Oh. It... It places Stephen King, is that his name? Yeah. <laughs> Stephen King and I on a similar life path, you know? Oh. Really relating to the artist on this one. Okay. I kind of yeah. feel like I have a little bit of a feeling of what it is. Maybe Ooh. I don't. I never do. Ooh. I think that, and then it's like so different than what I think it's going to be. <laughs> what you get into? I think it's uh, also representative. Mm. It's not really like a like a statement piece. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I like to pull some meaning from something. It's more mm-hmm. of just like a fun little thing i don't have another word thing another yes a we're little gonna be piece good tonight folks. i know we're gonna be so i just said um and uh 15 times and you said thing <laughs> just strap in guys really strap in for this one <laughs> but i'm happy with it i'm happy with it it's fun cool it's a fun little thing cool. it's a fun little thing you heard it here <laughs> <laughs> this week's short story is by the legendary american author stephen king With 62 novels and 200 short stories published, King is, of course, known for his works of horror, suspense, crime, science fiction, fantasy, and supernatural fiction. If you haven't read his books, you've probably seen them in movie form, like Carrie, The Shining, Cujo, The Green Mile, Misery, The Mist, Children of the Corn. To this day, King holds the record for the most film adaptations by a single author. His personal obsessions include H.P. Lovecraft, The Ramones, and books. Books. He has a 17,000 book library and claims to have read almost all of them. With an astronomic level of success, there's just really too much to say here. So we'll leave it at that. This week we read Strawberry Spring by Stephen King. A rhyme. (laughs) Strawberry Spring by Stephen King. Strawberry Spring by Stephen King. This one's for the children. This is for the children. (laughs) The college children. (laughs) Yeah, the story takes place on a campus in New Hampshire. Just New England. 
It's from this male's perspective, a college student male's perspective. Mm -hmm. And every few years in this town, there's this thing called a strawberry spring. Okay, but a few years isn't quite right. It's like pretty rare, actually. Oh, I thought I said every eight years. Okay, eight is way more than a few. A few is like characterized as less than five. Okay, excuse me. (laughs) Every eight years. (laughs) There's this thing that happens, this phenomenon Mm -hmm. called strawberry spring. Bethany, Mm -hmm. what is strawberry spring? String, (laughs) strawberry string. I don't know. That sounds gross, even though it shouldn't. It does. It sounds like edible underwear. Yeah, it sounds like there was a rear rope inside your strawberry that shouldn't have been there. That was the image I got. Mm. Yucky, yuckies. (laughs) Okay, strawberry spring is when the season changes before it should and unexpectedly. So in this case, it's like when winter turns warm quickly and shockingly, and then it goes back to winter. But during the time that it feels like spring, it feels very convincing. Like it messes up everything and people get weird and animals get weird and the plants, everything is all thrown off. Yeah. I mean, I guess it just opens straight away with a murder. Yeah. Someone finds a girl murdered in the snow. Another student finds her and he's like screaming his head off. Yeah. Content <laughs> warning if you don't like violence. Um, the person had their neck cut from ear to ear in a smile. Yeah, it's pretty gruesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty typical campus life. You're doing homework, mm-hmm. except for there's like murders happening at the same time. <laughs> and now there's police everywhere. Police everywhere. Our main character, students... The victims and police. That's like the entirety of the cast. The narrator of the story, who is this college boy. We don't get a name, right? Yeah, we don't get a name. But he's telling the story and like you see everything through his eyes. You talk to his friends, you know, what his experience on campus is. The narrator goes and walks at night a lot. He talks about how like, you know, people are starting to look at each other suspiciously on campus. (laughs) And they arrest the girl's boyfriend for her murder. (laughs) Yes. This strawberry spring has brought, like, unseasonable fog. Thick fog. Which adds an air of mystery to the campus and to these, well, well, it's now one murder, but soon will be another murder because there's another murder. And so they have to release the boyfriend from jail because they're like, well. It wasn't him. I think maybe this one was beheaded, question mark? I don't remember either. It doesn't really matter, those details. (laughs) Another girl dies. And then again, you get this like brooding college boy walking through the streets in the fog and he's like (laughs) very self-reflective. And then one more murder happens. (laughs) It fast forwards all of a sudden. It jumps forward eight years. He graduates from college, like in three paragraphs. It's like- No less. I think it's one paragraph. I got married. I got (laughs) married, got a good job, have a child, then- Today's paper. It is. It's one sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I knew it was here. Yes. I knew it yesterday morning when I got up and heard the mysterious sound of snow melt running down the gutters and smelled the salt tang of the ocean from our front porch nine miles from the nearest beach. I knew strawberry spring had come again when I started home from work last night and had to turn my headlights against the mist that was already beginning to creep out of the fields and hollows. And then there was strawberry spring again. (laughs) And then he goes on to say, the morning paper says a girl has been murdered on New Sharon campus. And then he tells us that his wife is mad at him. Because he didn't come home the night before. Because he didn't come home the night before, reader. (laughs) She thinks he was cheating, I guess. This is what we get, a twist ending. Yeah. I can hear my wife as I write this in the next room crying. 
She thinks I was with another woman last night. And oh dear God, I think so too. It was him. Dun, dun, dun. He's the killer. He's the killer. I knew the whole time that he was the killer. He's the killer. He's the killer. I know I called it a twist ending, but it's like, no, it's definitely the whole time. (laughs) What did you think the story was going to be? (laughs) I thought it would have fog and I thought it would have like a, like a dark stormy night type thriller vibe. Oh. And it was just what I thought it was going to be. It was a Stephen King with fog. You're exactly right. I will say like I did appreciate some of the lines that he wrote. Mm-hmm. Like the descriptions? Yeah, it like, took me off guard. And I was thinking, I don't think I've ever actually finished a Stephen King book before. You've started one? In middle school, I started it and never finished it. Oh. But yeah, I was thinking like before I was would have even like been old enough to read the books, I saw like all of, like so many of his movies. <laughs> yeah. And so like in my mind, he's always been like a movie person, yeah, even though I know he's has written more novels than like anyone else mm-hmm. in the world or something. <laughs> Never would have occurred to me to read a Stephen King. Like I would read a Jack Reacher before I'd read a Stephen King. Mm-hmm. I don't like gore. I don't like horror films. I don't like gore, but I do like scary things. I don't like this. I don't <laughs> like it. I won't be reading that <laughs> I'm pretty excited about this because you've been wishing, begging, moaning, and bemoaning how good everything we've read <laughs> is. And I was like, I got something in the docket for you. <laughs> and I didn't even know what I had. I didn't even know what a treasure I had because what it was, Jory, was his first piece ever published. Hmm. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Yeah, this was published in his college literary magazine. Oh, wow. Yeah. In 1968, he was a student. Okay. He submitted this to the literary magazine and they published it. Like, did any women disappear that year on his college (laughs) campus? Great question. I didn't check the uh, news archive. And then 10 years later... It was anthologized in a collection of short stories and published. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, I thought that was so interesting, and that made me like like it a lot more. Oh, totally. Just imagining he's the age of the protagonist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's living that college life, and how bad it is is a little bit more charming to me. Oh, yeah. So what it was was like a college literary magazine piece, which it definitely is that. Um, can I just read this paragraph that I thoroughly enjoyed? Yeah, of course. To go back to like the description thing. Mm-hmm. It was making me laugh. <clears throat> I'll try to be scary, but I can't because it's funny. Was it about Civil War cannons? Because no. I just feel like he was like, Civil War cannons, Civil War cannons, that. <laughs> he says it so many times. Okay. The fog came again that night, not on little cat's feet, but on an improper silent sprawl. Where did he say that? Little cat's feet. Can we just talk about that? It didn't come in on little cat's feet. Does it say yes, that? Yes, it's so No. F- yes, it does. It makes me laugh. <laughs> I'm going to keep reading. I walked that night. I had a headache and I walked for air, smelling the wet, misty smell of the spring that was slowly wiping away the reluctant snow, leaving lifeless patches of last year's grass bare and uncovered, like the head of a sighing old grandmother. <laughs> Where does it say any of this? I don't remember any it, of it's this. It's on like... <laughs> a sighing old grandmother. There it is. I see it. I didn't even notice that. I would obviously like to describe the misogyny. Yes. <laughs> you know, this chapter's coming. We should probably just make a sting for it or a tag for it. Like I know. Misogynist authors. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. So he describes the first girl murdered. 
I don't mean to call her a girl, young woman. First, it says, she had granny glasses. She had a good figure. She was promiscuous. She was ugly, but cute. She'd been pregnant. She had leukemia. It just goes on. She was a lesbian (laughs) with a boyfriend. (laughs) Yes. I just didn't care for the way that he described these women. And I didn't care for the way he continued to murder and take the lives oh, yeah. of women, T to B, top to bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next girl, Anne Bray, <laughs> he mentions that he had worked up the nerve to ask her out, and then she turned him down. So that made me start to think, are these, like, like revenge, revenge killings? killings? Yes. Yeah. And then the third woman killed, Adele Parkins, was, quote, a nameless, harried woman. And then, worst of all, the last girl, Marsha Curran, was described as a fat, sadly pretty, and desperate young woman who probably lost her life because she was willing to make risky decisions for a night of passion, he says. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Double fuck you, triple fuck you. Yeah. I just really didn't care for him killing these women. Can you believe it? It wasn't my favorite. It wasn't your favorite thing. Didn't love, <laughs> didn't love it. But I'm happy that you're bringing it up because I was thinking all of those things too. Well, it's just like when you read them all together in total, it's like clear they had something in common. Yes. One, they were women. And two, like this man was very dismissive in his descriptions. Yeah. You know, incels, that's a real thing. Like they're angry at women just for existing because all women represent yeah. like them being denied sex or them being denied access. Yes. So even like the old harried woman, he probably still could feel disrespected by her even if he wasn't attracted to her. And like her disrespect still would aggravate him enough to literally murder her. Like this, I know this is a horror story and it's supposed to be a fun time, but like this, this <laughs> stuff really happens. I definitely felt like it was dated and I was waiting for you to tell me when it was written. Oh yeah, 1968. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we need to tell the reader that he gives away the whole plot right away. In moment one in the first killing, the police are on the campus and they're questioning everyone and they question him, the main character, He says, you know, they ask me where I was that night. They ask to see my ID and if I carry a knife or a weapon. I tell them the most dangerous thing I carry is a lucky rabbit's foot. And then I give them my ID. I was clever enough to give them the one without fangs. What the fuck? Because he's saying he's a vampire. He's not just a regular killer, Joe. Wait, he's a vampire the whole time? Jory, come on. Yes, he's a spring Hill Jack. Wait, I totally <laughs> missed that part. He's a vampire. That is hilarious. Yes! I thought it was just a college <laughs> campus murderer. No, 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 no. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I remember that paragraph now that you're saying it. Like, he's really so a he's supernatural really a vampire. killer. Yeah. Oh, For my sure. God. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I ended up doing like uh, quite a lot of research on the spring Jack. It started in the 1800s. He's a vampire this whole time? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For me, that's just the easiest description because what a spring Jack is is so confusing. And through time, it's like really evolved. And I'd like to tell you about it. Yeah, what is it? I don't. Yeah, I have no clue. So first he was started to be an excuse. People would describe a killer 
or a rapist yeah. as having like glowing eyes or breathing fire or being 10 feet tall or like appearing from nowhere or disappearing from nowhere or coming in a mist, right? Yeah. And they would give all of these really superstitious, magical uh, descriptions to these probably pretty typical crimes. Yeah. Every culture has their own fill in the yeah. blank. Like the, the, what are they called? The um, Chibacabra. No, I mean, maybe that's one too, but. Yeti. No. <laughs> Just kidding. No, it's like when a ghost has sex with you. Oh, succubus and yes, incubus. Yes, succubus and incubus. That was in the article too. That's right around that time. Yeah. Okay, so what it says, Joy, this okay. is so funny that you know this. So it says that this is piggybacking off of London's ghost culture. Yeah. Like there was a real culture of ghost stuff happening at that time. Yes. So the spring yes, yes. heel jack was born out of that. Yeah. And he's described variously as one of three things. A ghost. Okay. A bear or a devil. Yeah. So your choice. And they all are interpreted through like the different lens of the time and moment. So the ghost is just traditional. Yeah, yeah. This spring-heeled Jack, there's like so many illustrations of him. But when he's in a man form, he's thin and tall. Mm -hmm. So thin and tall that he can leap over buildings. Oh, okay. To get away. So he could like leap silently and rape or kill you and then leap away. Oh, okay. And he kind of represents this idea of mass hysteria. And like, yeah, what happens when a whole culture can't explain or doesn't want to deal with, you know, the real. Exactly. And that's what I was going to get to about the succubus incubus thing. Like yeah. women will be raped by someone that they know or something and yeah. they can't tell anyone because they don't have a way to explain it in society that will be accepted. And so they're like, it was this thing that happened to me, this ghost rapist yeah. or whatever. It was like a combination of various superstitions that existed, which we've been talking about. And the history of ghost tales. And then, like, fairy tales and sensationalist publications. Mm. So once you read all of this, Troy, and you read, like, about the Spring Hill Jack and about the sensationalist publications, like, mm -hmm. you know, those Victorian tabloids, essentially, yeah. would write all these articles and get everyone all worked up. Like, yeah, yeah. it's now clear to me that he read this in college. Probably. <laughs> like, he read about Spring Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was like, oh, let me take a turn at it. And he wrote a 1960s, then modern day version of yeah. that same story. Because in this, it's the media that's sensationalizing the murders. Yes. And calling it Spring So that's a little Nod. wink, yeah. wink. It's a little winky-winky. Yeah. So that, like, really made me feel chummy with Stephen, college Stephen, because this is actually, like, a brainy exercise. Like, it's actually not pulpy. It's actually him being, like, a big dork, like a big history dork. Right. And being like, oh, I'm going to write this, and we'll see who knows about it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is really cute and really college student-y, and I really appreciated that. Totally. Definitely felt dated, though. Like... <laughs> For sure. In what ways? <laughs> I am a Stephen King movie fan. Oh, yeah. Do you have a favorite movie of his? I'd love to talk to you about it. Okay. Um, What I'd like to say is my first Stephen King film I was ever exposed was to. Was that my house? Yes. Do you know what I'm going to say? And it was The Shining. No. Oh, what was it? Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. <laughs> I'd never seen anything like it. Yep. I... I think there was also a seance that night. I was not oh, I'm sure. prepared. I was not 
Okay. This was the first sleepover I was allowed to go to with non-church friends. Ooh. My mom had warned me what these secular kids get, get up to. Don't let them go to Jory's first house. thing, we're watching these devil movies <laughs> and doing these devil ceremonies. It's truly like the worst case scenario of what your parents could warn you might happen. Really did happen. I am afraid of Ouija boards a little bit, I will say. Of course. But a seance I'm okay with. <laughs> Just so you guys know <laughs> where she stands. Yes, Pet Cemetery. My dad let me watch that movie with him when I was like far too young to watch that movie. And Pascal, the character mm-hmm. with the brain, head, his yeah, head is missing. missing and his like brain mm-hmm. is exposed, literally haunted my dreams I until I was it. like 25. I believe it. But then, of course, there's like The Shining is like one of the greatest movies. No, I don't really think I've seen it. I think I like also watched that in your living room. Yeah. On and off, in and out of sleep. But I've never seen it. But Carrie. Never seen it. Misery. Never seen it. They're amazing. Never seen it. <laughs> you, you're the my full exposure, basically. Well, I do like horror movies, that's why. And The Shining is like one You of the just, best. just, okay, check the record. You will have heard yourself say you don't like horror movies just 20 minutes ago. No, I said I don't like gore. Gory movies. Mm, we'll see. The tape will see. That's my truth. Okay. No, I love scary movies. I know. So when you said it, I was like, this is suspect. But insert it here. Insert it here. I will. I don't like gore. I don't like horror films. I don't like gore, but I do like scary things. I don't like this. I don't like like it. No, gore. I don't want to see someone hacked up with chainsaws. (laughs) It's just gross. It's not like scary. You did bother me with that. Would you rate this Stephen King Strawberry Spring? I think I'm going to give it <laughs> two out of five old British vampires. Old British vampires. <laughs> and again, <laughs> folks, if you didn't catch it the first time like me, it's a very different story when you know it's a vampire the whole time. Again, I know that he's not a vampire, but he does say he has fangs and it's questionable what is the spring heel jack. It's open to interpretation. I have to agree. I'm going to give it a two out of five golden fang bots. What'd you say? Oh, my, my, my. (laughs) I just said old. Okay, old. (laughs) I get so excited when I can't tell what it is at first. (laughs) So Bethany sent two videos. I'm going to open them now. Yeah. Oh, okay. The first video she sent is a little video of pages flipping through a book, and then it lands on a story or a poem, something that's in poem. what I believe is a literature magazine. <laughs> that's correct. And if this is the same one that I have, I have probably have read this. Probably. But did you see at the end? You didn't see. I put at the end my bio because it's so embarrassing. Okay, I'm going to read it. The bio? This is Bethany's bio. (laughs) Bethany is a junior English major. She loves books, films, parenthesis, though it's physically impossible for her to stay awake for a whole movie. No, that's not what it says, Troy. In parenthesis. It is too. No, it's not. Read it again. Though it's physically improbable. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's such a dumb word. Like, what a dummy. Like, college students are the worst. Hey, it also goes on to say she loves cheese. Well... (laughs) She likes cheese and also that she's the editor of this publication. (laughs) 
<laughs> Improbable makes sense though. Were you in like a stats class or something? I was in stats, but it's so <laughs> dumb. It's just like such a college student moment to like choose a fancier word than you need to. Like it was so, your reading of it makes me brings me so much joy because it proves my point. <laughs> no, this is worse. Don't read someone else's. That's so totally embarrassing. Off topic. No, I'm not going to say their name. Okay. Oh God. Let me just show you the difference. Blank is a freshman German and communications major. Her secret dream is to someday change a life by writing about people whose stories deserve to be heard. I just want to note that that probably lovely young woman, that's a wonderful dream to have. <laughs> I'm just saying compared to like, you're pretty honest. <laughs> you're like, hey, uh, I like books. I like cheese. I'm a sleepy girl. And I uh, take naps. <laughs> Yeah, well, I just wanted to relate to Stephen to making those, you know, young persons. They're not even mistakes. They're just growing pains, right? I just think that your bios really, that <laughs> those alone tell the story of who you are oh and God. why we are making an art cast that is silly and we don't take ourselves too seriously. <laughs> okay, dear listener. I'm opening a video file from Jory. And it does have sound, by the oh, way. Oh, God. It startled me. Wow, that was like a trailer. That was like you're doing your job, your other job for this job. Well, that's job. what I'm saying. It's not, it's not a statement yeah. piece. It's just representative of the, the work. Oh, and it's the, is it the grandmother line? It is. Because <laughs> oh, that's so that. funny. That's the best part. I never knew about those cat steps. Okay, I'm not even telling you what I'm looking at. That's so selfish. Okay, because I'm just enjoying watching it. So it's a video. Yeah. And it starts um, zoomed out, and then it zooms in on a typewriter with these claw-y, vampire-ish. I didn't so you even didn't know. know subconsciously. I didn't know. Um, hands tip-tip typing on a typewriter. And in the typewriter is a piece of paper, and the author is writing a paragraph from this story. And then... There's lightning and thunder and flashing, and in a mug is a bloody knife and a very cool logo of a strawberry with the word spring underneath, which looks very cool. Very, very cool. So it's a strawberry, and then it says spring underneath. So like strawberry spring. I love this. I had fun with it. You should send this to Steven. Send it to old Stevie. I'll be like, oh my God, did you read that? That's so embarrassing. <laughs> Remember when you were in college? <laughs> Having said that, I really think that you misrepresented women and you should probably like redraft I'm, honestly, it. Honestly, I'm sure he still does. But um, I really enjoyed that. Listener, if you don't always log on and look at the art, please log on and look at that. Oh, thanks. I really like that. Yeah, that's Strawberry Spring, y'all. On the next episode of Art of the Short, we'll be reading A Matter of Survival by Stephanie Yu. As always, a free link to this short story is in our show notes for you. And we'd like you to send us your art. We'd like us to send you your... No, you to send us your art. Oh, boy. <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> our brains tonight. So send us your artwork at artoftheshort.com and follow the installation on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Art of the Short. And be a part of the installation. And check out Jory's trailer for Strawberry Spring and buy the t-shirt. Because I'll not buy the t-shirt. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> hey, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>
You want to bore a young person? Start speaking to them about seasonal change. Start speaking to them about the <laughs> almanac. Like you're talking about menopause. <laughs> seasonal well, that change. Too. It's literally that. It holds the same level of interest. That's my point. I don't know. I don't. I feel like I don't. You. I don't have anything to say to that. <laughs> Thank you for your support. Thank you for your yes and on this. Sorry. Your seasonal change. <laughs>